Hey, this is the Bridging Realities Podcast with your hosts, Danielle Polgar and Eugenia Crock. Bridging the esoteric and the practical concepts of astrology into everyday life. We're happy you're hanging out with us and we hope you enjoy. Hello, tribe. Welcome to another episode of Bridging Realities, an astrology podcast. For our first-time listeners, this is a podcast that works to bridge the spiritual aspects of astrology into the more practical and grounded aspects of life. We bring guests on from around the world who offer dynamic and innovative insights into life, while Danny and I weave astrology into the ongoing conversation. Thank you, Tribe, for all the awesome new reviews you have left us on iTunes, and thank you to our new patrons for joining our tribe and engaging in real, honest, and authentic communication in our private Facebook group. If you'd like to join us for a more intimate conversation, be sure to find us on patreon.com backslash bridging realities. There you will find a variety of offerings and ways to become more connected with us all. It is the fourth week of May 2017, and everything has happened. For over a year, my co-host Danielle and I have been preparing you all for the major shifts of 2017. Have you felt it? Do you look around right now and wonder, where am I and how did I get here? I know Danny and myself have certainly felt this change. With Danny currently away nurturing her brand new baby girl, Soleil Lilith, I have also experienced a very big shift myself. The past two weeks, I had the most incredible and epic opportunity to join an awesome lineup of astrologers at the Astrology Rising Conference in Costa Rica, hosted by Kaipacha of the New Paradigm Astrology Community. It was truly one of the most life-altering experiences I have ever had, an experience where I was able to connect with astrology lovers from around the world. In this experience, I was seen, witnessed, and honored for exactly who I am, and I also had the privilege to reflect this back to many others. Both professionally and personally, I have completely changed and shifted. My heart is wide open and ready for all this new life. How about you? Have you reflected on all of your changes? How are you feeling? With this most profound grand fire trine in the sky, we currently find ourselves in a sort of portal, a sort of death and rebirth, a dramatic ending and beginning, an expansion and contraction. So in this episode, I've invited my dear friend and colleague, Rachel Starbrook of WayHomeHealing.com to help guide us during this great time of change. In this episode, Rachel and I discuss the topic of expansion and contraction, transformation and growth. Rachel shares her wisdom and her softness with the tribe as we talk about the importance of the dark and the collective move into the heart. As you listen to Rachel, feel the transmission of love, honoring, and acceptance of your journey, wherever that may currently be. 
Because this is such a potent time, you may feel disoriented, excited, scared, nervous, hopeful, anxious, and beyond. Let this conversation soothe you because we are with you. You are held in our hearts. All right, tribe. So I am incredibly honored and just so excited to introduce our next guest, my dear soul sister, Rachel. Welcome to Bridging Realities, the astrology podcast. Thank you, love. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm so thrilled that you've joined me for an episode. It feels so exciting and amazing to let people in on our conversations that we have with one another that are always so, so profound. Yes, yes. So, uh, so tell us about yourself. Introduce, introduce yourself to, to the tribe and let us know who you are and how to find you and all the good stuff. Wonderful. So hi, Tribe. Um, My name is Rachel Starbrook, and I am a transformational coach. My practice is Way Home Healing, and you can find me by going to wayhomehealing.com. Essentially, uh, my work with clients helps support um, a greater connection and embodiment of people to what I call their essential selves. So it's healing through Uh, being more of who we truly are and experiencing ourselves on that expanded, deeper level. Um, I believe wholeheartedly and have experienced this myself, that when we are able to um, just touch in and powerfully connect with that, which we essentially are, eternally are, our truth, our heart's intelligence, um, that amazing things can happen. Amazing healing is possible. Um, and that we are open to a wealth of information and knowledge and guidance that, um, will help us ultimately lead, you know, the most fulfilling, joy-filled, expansive lives. So, um, I work with clients all over. Um, most of my work is over the phone. So please feel free to reach out and contact me. Um, if, if this conversation and my work speaks to you. And uh, yeah, I uh, just so happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rachel is an incredibly talented individual. And I want to tell you all a little bit about my relationship with Rachel and why she's joining us for an episode right now at this really critical juncture astrologically in the sky. Uh, So I want to tell a little bit about my relationship to Rachel and how she's been monumental in my own personal development, my professional development, my heart's development, and so on. Uh, I want to share that and, and share why I wanted her on for this moment. So I met Rachel, Rachel and I met, uh, what almost you know eight nine years ago ish um, at Southwestern College in Santa Fe in the graduate program for counseling, and you know we we became friends in this program, but we really started connecting even more so after we graduated. And I want to tell a little bit about a personal story that really bonded Rachel and I, and has created a a relationship that is. Um, 
almost like alchemy. And, and I don't know if that's maybe the right word to use, Rachel, and you can, you know, use a different word if that feels. Oh, absolutely. No, okay. I love that word. Okay. Love yeah. Yeah. Because when Rachel and I come together, it just, it shifts my, me. I think it can shift you as well. But when it really started to develop this, you know, kind of mind blowing relationship that we have was on my 30th birthday. And, uh, what had happened for me is I had gone through my Saturn return, which was, you know, very challenging. And we actually went through obviously a very similar Saturn return because we were born a couple of what, a couple months apart from one another. So we both have Saturn and Scorpio conjuncting Pluto. So our, uh, uh, and, and I'll give you the birth info information for her as well, Tribe, if you want to follow along. And actually, let me just go ahead and give you guys her birth information now so that you can really follow along with who she is, essentially, as we're, we're talking about the work she's doing in this world. So for Rachel, her, her birthday is May 1st, 1983, at 12.05 a.m., in Larkspur, California, that's L-A-R-K-S-P-U-R, and that puts her ascendant at two degrees Capricorn. So we had both gone through a relatively challenging Saturn return because, like I said, Saturn is in Scorpio for, for both of us, and that's a very, very deep process, and with it conjuncting Pluto, which rules Scorpio, we truly, those of us who were born in that 82, 83 time period, we truly did go through a death experience during our Saturn returns. It was pretty dark um, for a lot of us. I actually knew a couple of people who did take their lives at the Saturn return because it was so heavy. Uh, not every Saturn return is going to look that way. So those of you who have not been through it yet, don't don't fret, don't worry, because it does look really different for everybody. Um, but I was, uh, I was 30 and I had, you know, I was very lost. I didn't know what I was doing. I was, uh, pretty low and I woke up, um, on my 30th birthday, very defeated. I had wanted to move to Austin, Texas, uh, but my car broke down. I was robbed. I got very sick at one point. I couldn't walk and, and waking up in my childhood bedroom at 30 was the lowest I had ever gotten in my life. And, uh, you know, nobody had really reached out to me on my birthday at that point. I don't think I had it on Facebook or anything. So I don't think people knew it was my birthday. And I uh, went on a very long hike and I had a conversation with God that day. And I said to God, if, if you want me here, you're going to have to do something to prove that. Because I don't understand the point of my life and I don't understand why I'm here. I'm defeated. You know, I've accomplished nothing. <laughs> this is what I was thinking in my heart, in my head. And I said, and I prayed to God. I was on my knees and I said, if you want me here, you have to show me that. You have to give me a, a reason, a sign for that. And so that evening I was, I was ready. I was kind of not wanting to be here anymore and I was ready to leave and uh, it was just very, very, very dark and low time in my life. And all of a sudden, I got a call from Rachel. And she left a voicemail. I didn't answer it because I was not in a good place. And it said on the voicemail, I'm really happy you're on this earth. 
And we're so honored and we're so happy that you're here. And I love you. And I, you know, started crying and I called her back right away. And I told her where I was at and what I was going through. And she just held me in so much grace and so much love. And she wasn't threatened or scared about how how hard of a place I was in. She just held me. And since that point, and that was at 30 and I'm now 34, Rachel continues to be an individual in my life who can hold me in some of the most challenging situations that I find myself in. And recently, I just got back from this epic trip in Costa Rica. And, you know, it was very high. It was very, like, love and energy. And it was just really amazing. And I came back and I hit a hard space. And I got sad and I got depressed. And who do I call? I call Rachel. And she held me in this space and very quickly whipped me back into love. And I thought, gosh... There's so much happening in the world right now. There's so much happening astrologically. I know a lot of people are oscillating between, um, you know, this incredible like heart love expansion and then like shooting back into contraction and pain and, and sorrow and, and sadness. And I think that I want to offer Rachel's services to the world and I want to be part of helping offer her services to the world because I'm firsthand have witnessed the power of your gifts, Rachel. And I want I wanted to tell all of that. I wanted to tell the story because I want people to really understand how highly I think of you and your talents and your gifts. And and I want to hear more about how did you develop these talents and these gifts to, to be able to help individuals who are in a really, really hard or dark spot come back to a sense of love and gratitude with grace and ease the way that you are able to do. So could you tell us a little bit more about your story? How did you, how did you develop these talents? And, and yeah, and just kind of go from there. Yes, of course. Thank you. Um, Eugenia, I just want to, before I talk about myself, <laughs> I just want to really honor your sharing, um, your honest and open, um, sharing of your experience and yourself. We don't see that a lot in our culture of this willingness to be vulnerable and open with not only, as you said, the expansion, the love, the thriving, the light, but, but the darkness, right. you know, and I, I believe many people have touched into that darkness, you know, to some degree or another, um, and I believe your sharing of your experience and, and our sharing of our experience, um, I, I hope that it will help others, uh, be able to be more, uh, even just accepting and allowing of it in themselves and, and potentially with others too. Um, so yeah, I, what comes to me when you're speaking is there's really, there's really room for it all and, and all of it exists on the transformational journey and in a transformational healing journey. Um, I believe my capacity to hold space for the darkness, to be with the darkness, to 
to love through the darkness comes from my own metamorphic journey. I have absolutely been on my own um, process, very intense process. So like you said, my Saturn return kicked my butt. <laughs> right. Oh, it was so intense. Um, and like, you know, like you said, it's not everyone's different, but for me, uh, I very much resonate with, with the death analogy. Um, and from what I know from you, you know, a Saturn return can take multiple years. I would say that, that I don't know, I'm not sure if it's still my Saturn return, but, but this whole kind of dark expansion, contraction, kind of dark to light transformational process has been a long time, maybe seven seven years or so. And, um, it's not that I'm done. It's just, you know, the, but the bulk of it, I feel like was, was a fairly long stretch of time. And, you know, the transformational process is not in our control. (laughs) We can't determine when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen. And for me, there were long periods of, needing to be in the dark and, and experiencing pain and suffering and hopelessness. Um, and my time spent in that place, uh, allowed me to, to purify, to practice being with myself with more grace and love to, um, just grow my capacity grow my, my ability to be with it all and to, and to trust. I mean, the trust is such a key aspect of all of this. Um, you know, what can we trust? What can we ground into when we really are in those places of just hopelessness and despair and and contraction? That's the word you used. Um, what I also want to speak to is that if we do find ourselves in these yucky, mucky, (laughs) dark places, these swamps is kind of how it feels energetically to me. Um, it's a sign of our, of our potential expansion, right? So, so the greater the abyss, the higher the summit, Mm. this is just kind of the law of transformation, right? The bigger the front, the bigger the back. So, you know, so it is above, so it is below. So if we know, if we believe, if we can really trust that every contraction we're experiencing is leading us to a greater expansion or has the potential opportunity for a greater expansion, then it's all okay. Then it's all good. It's all for our highest and best I guess is what I'm saying. And I liken it to birth, right? I mean, every contraction during a true physical birthing process is going to get the baby out, right? Like you Mm -hmm. have to have the contractions to push the baby out. So every contraction we have, right, whether it's for a day or a week or a year or a month or a moment, you know, how, how extreme it is, it's all in the greater service of birth. Um, so just wanted to put that out there too, that it all has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that, that I love about you is that you are so accepting of me 
when I'm in my light and love and when I am in my dark and despair. And and you you accept me from such a place of equanimity that, you know, I find with some friends or, you know, family members or people that when I go dark, they're kind of like, don't be there. You know, like mm-hmm. this is uncomfortable for me to witness or trying to pull me out of it. Or even at times when I'm really high and I'm really joyful, it's kind of like, you know, pull yourself down, like come back to the earth, <laughs> right? And wherever I seem to be or swing to from one one day to the next, you you hold me in the exact same container of love and acceptance. And I know that for for myself, but also for your clients, that that is a really unique experience of being seen and accepted for exactly who you are and where you are, because you really do understand the necessity of both, right? Yes. Yes. And, Absolutely. and it's so powerful too, because I'm, I'm, I'm looking at your chart while you're talking and you have Pluto natally in Libra. And we are part of the Libra generation. And for those of you listening uh, and have listened to the show, uh, or if you're a first-time listener, we, we talk about this oftentimes. In fact, Bridging Realities is very Libran because it's always, you know, Danielle and myself are always trying to look at both. You know, we're really, we're, we're, we're hell-bent on not attaching to one side or another side, but we're really trying to integrate both. And so you are part of that that generation, the Libra generation. And so you have that, that ability to see equitable, um, energies and, and whatnot, but it's, it's conjuncting your mid heaven. So it's, it's literally, you know, when we think about Pluto, Pluto is the God of the underworld and he is the soil. That's what he represents archetypally. When he was discovered, he was at the edge of our solar system. So we really did see him as soil from that perspective as well. And so wherever he is in our chart, either natally or wherever he's transiting, it shows us the root power of transformation because that's where you know plants go to die as they fall into the underworld seeds then go through a process where they pop out and new life is 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 birthed from from pluto land from hades land so with rachel having pluto conjunct the midheaven rachel it's like you are truly here to be an agent of transformation as your job and, and and it's not just like you know transformation only it's transformation through both right through light and through dark and it's so powerful and just knowing that Rachel's Saturn return really was triggering this part of her chart it's like you had to go so dark and at times light so that you could learn the power of both and be a transformative agent in this world for other people. It's like so perfect in your chart. Everything you're saying, it really resonates. Yeah, I just love how the chart, um, that's why I love so much about astrology. It's just like I'm always amazed at how it's there, you yeah. know? And there's that, and again, there's that trust piece. Like we can trust our experience, Um because, you know, in a large part because of the knowledge, you know, that we get from astrology, 
Um, right. you know, which can also really serve us, you know, in, in the moments where there's just like t- utter confusion mm-hmm. and like what the heck is going on. Um, yeah, I just want, I love that you said, you know, not just transformation. I mean, I do want to speak to like this word transformation is really like huge. So I, I, I have this desire to kind of maybe break it down a little bit. Yes. Yes. Um, please. Yeah. So, so transformation, you know, if we kind of pull the lens back, it's just a, it's just a, a process of consciousness where we move towards and allow ourselves to become more of who we truly are. Now, yes, this can look really, really big and really deep, right? This can be a multi-year process. This can be a, a lifelong process. This can be, in its most kind of big and extreme cases, a huge um, shift in you know, our personal identity, our energetic makeup, you know, like it can really be a, an overhaul <laughs> of, of ourselves, um, internally. Um, and I believe there is potential for transformation in every breath, in every moment. So it can be on a smaller scale as well, right? We can have a transformative experience and how do I relate to my lover or how do I navigate this situation at work? Or how do I show up for myself in my own suffering? So it really runs the gamut. It's just literally how do I embody and express more of my potential self in this moment in time? I believe that is a transformative experience also. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and I do want to mention too... Um, you know, I want to bring it to the the current astrology. So we are recording this episode during um, a, a really profound time in, I think, human consciousness. We're recording this episode on May 21st of 2017. So I'm not clear when this will be out. And maybe you're listening to this a year from that. Uh, dates or something. Um, but what's happening right now in the sky? And, you know, I've talked about it at the intro of this episode, but I want to just get into that a little bit more so that we can see why it is I brought someone like Rachel on the show. Uh, be- because what's happening right now is there is a pretty dramatic expansion contraction happening in the sky. So we've just recently watched the nodes of the moon move out of Pisces and Virgo into Leo and Aquarius. Now, for those of you who have listened and and have the understanding of astrology, we recognize that the last 18 months with the nodes of the moon being in Pisces and Virgo, there has been a very, very heavy, um, thick, almost, um, um, refinement period of releasing and letting go, simplifying, uh, being distracted, being confused. There's just been a, it's been a process of discernment, so to speak, of reformulating our thoughts on, on life and reorganizing our body, reorganizing our lives so that we could be prepared for the energy that is now taking place. You know, we, a lot of astrologers are calling this kind of a portal time that we're moving through a very, very strong portal. And we, for the last 18 months have been letting go of what wouldn't serve us 
as we cross the threshold into a really new way of being in our world. And so it's been a little bit sad and it's been morose and it's been, um, you know, un, you know, a little scary at times and just uncomfortable. And so what's happened right now is as the, the moon's nodes have shifted, we find the north node of the moon in Leo. And the north node, of course, is where the collective consciousness is wanting to go. Okay, so someone born with this placement natally is throughout their life going to be somebody who is wanting to integrate Leo. They're going to be more Aquarian in nature, and then they're going to really yearn for that Leo sense of self and creativity and expression. So the whole collective consciousness goes through that those 18-month periods, and that's why children born at those those periods of time have that mapping in their brain because they're experiencing the collective response to the cosmos. So we have the destiny of, of humanity at the, the fire degree of, or the fire placement of Leo. But we also now have Saturn at Sagittarius at a similar degree at 27, 28 degrees, trining the North Node. And we also have Uranus, the planet of expansion, trining the the other Leo and Sagittarius and Aries. And this is what we call a grand fire trine. And so when we take those trines, this is really fluid energy because we can create circles around triangles. It's cyclical energy. So when we see grand trines, we see a very um, easy fluid energy between those planets. So what we're seeing is destiny, with the North Node, expansion with Uranus, and restructuring and rebuilding with Saturn on fire. And it's all, with Saturn, is all hitting the galactic center, which is a, a wormhole, so to speak, in the sky of, of destruction and creation. So right now, everybody is like expanding in ways that are almost... Um, for some people who are unconscious of the astrological implications or just the energetic implications, it might feel very scary for a lot of people. They might be freaking out. They might have this feeling of, where am I? What's going on? Who's this person next to me? What's, what's my job? What am I? What has happened? I feel like everything is, doesn't make sense anymore. I feel like the, the world looks different and I look different and reality looks different. And so there can be a contraction, like, oh, God, I can't handle it. I'm freaking out. But there can be also this massive expansion. And arguably, we will all experience both at this time. I mean, it's huge. It's profound. And it's really leading us into the solar eclipse in August 21st of 2017, which is going to be, you know, one of the biggest eclipses you know, like definitely in the last hundred years here in America, but you know, it's with all of the other elements, I think this is arguably one of the biggest eclipses we will experience. And so we're, we're really consciousness is shifting. And so I want to bring it back to your work, Rachel, and tie it in with the astrology, because one of the things that you did for me when I got back from Costa Rica, where it was wildly expansive, I mean, just like 
windows blown out, reality shifting, game changing experience for me. And then I come back to my little cabin in Colorado and I contracted and it was so painful. And there was a blizzard here and it was cold and I just was so sad. And what you did for me is you took me out of the actual, like, logical place of um, analyzing the expansion and the contraction and you dipped me right into my heart, right? You dipped me into my heart and that's what you do every time for me. And all of a sudden I was like at peace and I had gratitude and I understood that, you know, this is all about service. This is, this is more than me. This is about my heart and service. And so I just, I would love to hear you speak more about that part of the process. So we know that you're somebody who can hold the dark and light, the expansion and the contraction, but this piece, like, how do you do that? How do you always bring me out of my head and into my heart? Like, what is that? And can you talk about that, like your perspective and how that has been developed for you better? And especially for people who will want to work with you, which of course, everybody contact Rachel. She's the greatest. Um, what does that look like, feel like, and taste like? And I'm just, I'm wondering if you can be more articulate than I can about this. Oh, you're so articulate. It's amazing. <laughs> I could just listen to you all day long. It's just, oh. especially when you speak astrology, it's just yeah. so, yeah, it's so yummy. Mm. Um, and I just, I just love, I just get high from kind of hearing the period we're in and all that's happening. And um, especially because I feel it so strongly in my own experience personally mm-hmm. of what's going on right now in the sky. Um, yeah. And for listeners, I really encourage you to look at Rachel's chart as well, because Rachel currently has Saturn in the 12th house on her moon, Neptune and South node and the galactic center trining Uranus on her Vesta in the fourth and then her North node Leo in the eighth, which is just this wildly transformative power in your chart right now too. Um, so, so those of you looking at her chart, please observe that while she, she discusses this next piece. Yeah. Stock away folks. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know what you think No, or maybe not. Um, <laughs> Maybe I don't want to know. Anyway, um, yes. So again, I'm just going to, so one of my um, most beloved healers and teachers just um, told me this quote, and I just think it's, you know, it's something to be framed and put on the wall. And just again, what we've been speaking about, um, and that is the abyss is always a near neighbor to the summit. So Every time, pretty much guaranteed, every time we have this expansive experience, and I will define an expansive experience as opening our heart and feeling, living, embodying our essential nature, our highest self, the qualities of our heart. And this is something that isn't really described with words necessarily. For some people, their essence doesn't even have words attached to it. And for others, these words could feel, you know, the feeling of it could feel like these universal qualities, love, peace, presence, bliss, calm, trust. You know, there's these these fundamental 
qualities of the heart. And, and most of us have that visceral experience, right? Eugenia, you had it when you were in community and you have it sometimes, I know, when you're, when you're in service, right? When you are in your astrologer, you know, role, you know, and you are, and you are helping people. Some people have experienced this uh, listening to music or going to a classical music concert or being in nature. Um, I know my dear friend who's a somatic psych, uh, psychotherapist, you know, she uh, does ceramics. And when she's on the wheel and her hands are on the clay, it's like that is when she feels it. So I believe we all have these tastes of it or sometimes these really profound moments. And I just want to say that like guarantee, almost guaranteed, we expand, we feel the energy comes. And then it's almost like what I call a post test (laughs) for us, which is the contraction comes because we open it up, right? We're open to it all. And there's the fear. There's the pain. There's the anger. You know, there's the jealousy. It's all of our untapped, unhealed stuff. And it comes up for purification. It comes up for healing. And it's and I say it's a test, and I say that lovingly, right? It's not like you have to pass this test. Yeah. But it's how are we going to be with this? How am I going to be with my suffering in this moment? And it's so easy to get sucked in, right? I mean, like... Like you, you know, like you said, like some of us could be expanding, 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 and then not knowing why we feel freaked out or not knowing why I have the Ben and Jerry's container in my lap (laughs) and I'm binge watching, you know, this TV show. And I'm like, huh, I was feeling so good like four hours ago. And now what is (laughs) happening? You know, and it's okay. And it's, and it's actually a good thing. As I said, it's, it, it shows you that you are on the right road. You know, you are on the path to your greatest embodiment of self. It's just like, oh man, here I am again, you know, or, oh, you know, why am I texting that person? Or why am I like, whatever it is that we do when we're in contraction. So I just want to repeat that, that it's just part of the deal. And so Mm -hmm. when clients come to me or when friends come to me or, or, you know, whoever, whoever I'm sitting with, um, you know, I, I, the process by which I help others drop into the heart is, um, part of it is alchemy. I'm just going to say that (laughs) there isn't, there isn't a formulaic, uh, process that works every time or that I can, I can speak to and, and other people can go out and use. (laughs) It's not quite the way it is. Um, but it, it starts with a softening. It starts with the breath. It starts with slowing down and, um, and, and, and taking that bigger perspective, a question that I really love to have my clients ask themselves is if this wasn't what I thought it was about, what would it really be about? Because we get stuck, right? The contraction is like a really close zoom on a lens. It's like, all I can see is what my mind is churning out or all I can feel is what the fear is is producing, right? So it really just starts with like, let's create a bigger container for this. Let's remember where my soul is going. Let's remember what's actually happening, right? On a bigger scale. Um, And, you know, dropping into the heart takes practice. 
it really does. It's not something that most of us are used to doing. It's not a place most of us are used to living from. So we have to get used to knowing what our heart feels like, knowing what that space feels like. And it's a navigation. It's an exploration um, of, of really knowing our true selves. Um, another question I love to ask people is, what, is, what does your heart stand for? What does is, what is your heart value? You know, because I've never asked someone that question and had them say, well, my heart's really all about fear and despair and hopelessness. That's really... <laughs> That's really my heart's, heart's, you know, game. (laughs) It's just not possible. And we all know that on this, on this non-mental level, like we know, we know what the qualities of the heart. Um, So working with me is really just about getting the opportunity to feel it and to know it. And then the practice of choosing it as best we can, you know? And being really patient and loving with ourselves along the way. As I said, we can't, we don't have a lot of control. (laughs) It's not about, it's not about, you know, I'm never going to contract again. I'm just going to expand and stay expanded forever. Like we wish that was how it worked. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. can I avoid feeling this way? Like, of course, you know, a lot of us feel that way, but that's not what it's about. It's not how it works. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think... You know, and when we talk, we, we we always have a similar theme here, you know, when we describe that. But I do think that when we can be aware that we will contract, it it might be less, uh, we might be less hard on ourselves when we do, right? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. no, I just had this very, very expansive experience. So, yes, I'm going to probably feel the dark side of that at some point. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But to, you know, I think we do live in a culture that is so intrigued or enticed by only the light. You know, we see it in our religious dogmas, you know, heaven versus hell. We see it even in the political world, Democrat versus Republican, you know, one side sees one as evil and one sees one side as not evil. And it's, and again, it's always both, you know, you know, a Democrat and a Republican both have bad sides and both have good sides. Uh, you know, the day it has great things that happen during the light and, and not great things that happen during the light. And during the night, it has great things that happen and not great things. And, and I don't know if great is the word I should even be using to describe it, but I do think that hearing you speak about this and, and the poetry that you are able to to speak about it, it's really helpful for me to hear too because, you know, I because I, I do feel like I'm expanding so fast right now in, in such a rapid pace. It's almost, it's almost like uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. To, to say, oh gosh, I'm almost happy I'm contracting a little bit because I need to like come back to myself in this moment and, and back to the, the pain and the fear of that expansion and of being seen and recognized and visible. Uh, and, and so that I can stay grounded, you know? Um, so I, I, I'm really happy that you're articulating it in the way that you are, because I really think people listening are going to understand this. And, yes. and for those of you who have felt the contraction, uh, 
to hear this, I hope this really helps you understand the importance of it and mm-hmm. then and the necessity of it, in fact. Right. And I love that you said, you know, coming back to myself. Um, you know, it's 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 a precious opportunity to come back to myself. And in that moment, you know, okay, yes, I I have the perspective, you know. I'm going to take some downtime. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to get in bed. I'm going to rest. I'm going to go for a walk in nature, right? That self-care, that, that, that love for self. And then, you know, can we be really compassionate with ourselves and, and can we even forgive ourselves? You know, I know for me, and I'm just going to share pretty vulnerably here, but like food is really my go-to in my times of contraction, mm. you know? So I am the, the chick on the couch with the Ben and Jerry. It's like, <laughs> you, can, you can see me, you can see it right now. Um, you know, and I swear, you know, just forgiving myself for that takes a lot of work, you know, cause maybe I eat the ice cream and then I don't sleep well. And then I feel like crap. And then the next day I think to myself, I beat myself up Well, you were feeling so good and you were like, you know, and now you feel so awful and look what you did. And I mean, there's just, it's, it can get so loaded and so heavy, you know, and for me, you know, I'm still constantly practicing, okay, for, I forgive myself. Mm-hmm. I, I accept exactly where I am, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of times the things that we do do in contraction, whether it's like a physical um, habit, you know, reach for the cigarette, reach for the drink, you know, sleep with that person, um, yell at that person, you know, whatever it is that we do to ourselves or to others in that moment, that's kind of our habitual unconscious acting out. Um, again, it's like, I, you know, I hear clients say, well, I did it again and I did it again. And like, I'm always going to do the same thing and it's never going to change. Right. It's so easy to feel that way, you know, to feel like I haven't made any progress. Um, and I just want to remind people that you're never in the same place that you were even if it feels the same, even if it looks the same, you're never in the same place. And there's always potential to be with yourself differently, right? I mean, Eugenia, even when we were talking the other day and you were in that contracted place, like the speed that which you shifted out of that place was new, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, could you say that it was, it was faster potentially or yeah. Um, yeah. different than how it's been in the past? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the exhilarating, empowering piece of this, right? Like, holy moly, there's always room for it to be different. Mm -hmm. It's funny, as you say that, it kind of takes me back to that original story that I spoke about where, you know, I was in such a dark place. I did not know, I really truly didn't think I'd ever be able to crawl out of that hole. I truly believed that, right? And and since I've known you, and, and sure, I've done my own work, obviously, but because of our relationship, you've really helped. I mean, I got to just say to those of you listening, like the show would not be possible without Rachel. Like my work as a, as a astrologer would not be possible without Rachel. My, my relationships um, would not be possible without Rachel because, because of, because of your presence in my life, I have learned to go from from that dark place that at you know four years ago I was like I'm never going to get out of this and it took me a while to get out of it you know months 
Um, it took a lot of assistance to get me out of that, that hole. But now, right, we accelerate where we I look here four years later, almost five years later. And, and so quickly you just were like, all right, let's breathe. You know, yeah. When was the last time you felt the expansion, right? And service, I was in service. Ah, right. So remember where your heart really is. And it, it was that quick. It was that quick of a turnaround to, to, to dip into my heart. And that's been because you have helped me develop that, that muscle. And I think that's what it is. I think it is a development, right? And, and especially if you're someone who has experienced the dark, there's a muscle desiring to, to be developed to, to, to connect then down into your heart and down into your belly and down into your gut and, and, and to take it out of the head and integrate the whole is a practice, you know, it's, it's a daily practice. Oh yes. Sometimes, sometimes moment. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say minutes. some, (laughs) Some days it's like, can I get, yeah. Can I get through this breath? Right. 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 So, um, so yeah, so I think, you know, again, for those of you listening who are going through an expansion contraction moment, uh, I really, really, really encourage you to reach out to Rachel, uh, because, because I can say firsthand, she is, you know, like I said, I have a lot of incredible girlfriends in my life. I have a, an incredible support system in my life, truly. But it is Rachel who I turn to when it's really bad. You know, like when it's like, or when I'm really full of shame and really full of guilt. And I'm like, no one's going to accept me where I'm at right now. And and you always do. You always hold me in total acceptance. And and I know that a lot of you listening could could use that could use that acceptance and that holding of and and that's your role in this world and and it's so I'm so honored to watch your process and to watch you continue to blossom and and to see you really come into your power because I've seen it the whole time right mm-hmm. but to to now see that you're starting to really you know you understand it more and more every day too is just like wow I don't know you know, like, where will we be at 45 or you know, 55? Know. <laughs> you know? um, I mean, it's such a gift to be able to witness, witness another's process. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it's such a gift for me to, you know, even the other day on the phone that, that, that dropping in and that shift and that, you know, you opening your heart, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the greatest gift and you witnessing mine and me witnessing my clients. I mean, mm-hmm. What, yeah, what an amazing journey, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's all, it's all been everything we've gone through individually and collectively has been leading us to a consciousness of service where we are heart centered and, and we are in a place as, as humanity is of, of being able to to be of service. Like I know even a lot of um, clients I have or people I know who tend to be more darker in nature or a little bit more angry or a little more um, pissed. 
even that is a form of service. You know what I mean? Like when we can, because it's, it's allowing others to be pissed or it's allowing others to feel angry or dark or whatever that might be. That's even its own form of service, you know? And I think that that's the collective consciousness shift is, is, is that we're, we can now connect our hearts authentically. And, and ultimately that is what this is about. That's what this, this nodal placement of Leo in the North is really truly about is about, um, uh, it's about connecting our hearts. It's connecting to our hearts and then co- connecting collectively to each other's hearts. Um, yes. right. Like linking up as a unit, um, Absolutely. Yes. In love. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's all for everything, you know, mm-hmm. like it's very meta, right? Yeah. So we contract in order to expand. And then when we expand and we work to keep that heart open, right, that's the work, right. To like, mm-hmm. how long can I be expanded? Like how much can I expand? And then we become these open channels for that connection and then healing of everything happens. So it's all for everything. It really is, Mm -hmm. you know, and it is, you know, I, I really found on my journey in Costa Rica, this element too, of, of our ancient blood line that we all carry, you know, we all carry the stories of our grandmothers and our grandfathers and, and just by osmosis of, of, watching these unconscious wounds get triggered for whatever reason, wherever they come from, call it past lives, call it DNA, call it brain, limbic system, whatever you want to say. When these, these pieces come up for evaluation and we can then drop them into the heart and literally transform them into love, it's truly healing backwards. It's, it's healing our ancient blood, our ancient lineage and our, and our grandmothers, grandmothers, grandmothers are, are in gratitude for us and and we're serving them as well. And, and they can feel grateful. And this is shifting this hologram of, of existence, um, beyond earth, you know, into the cosmos, into other galaxies and other civilizations that I'm I'm certain exist. You know, it's, it's so potent and it's so powerful. And this is the moment. This is this, this is the shift. This is like 2012 realized it's happening Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's been happening, but yeah. Yeah. No, I I mean, I was just going to say it just, it feels like it's really not time to put ourselves off anymore. Right. You know, it's, it's really, we have to open our eyes, you know, or it's time. It's the call, Mm -hmm. the call to open our eyes to ourselves, Mm. you know, is here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because of everything we just said, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and when we can do that, we can be in community. Yes, exactly. Right. And this is this whole Aquarius Leo axis, you know, and this is where the nodes are right now. This is where they're going to be for 18 months. It's powerful. It's potent. But if we think about it in a more um, macro perspective, this is, this is the age of Aquarius. You know, when we say the age of Aquarius, we also have to consider the polarity Leo. So when we, we've been in the age of Pisces, which is, you know, Jesus and Allah and the Buddha 
and these spiritual figures, which is Piscean, but it's also come with the Virgo, the Virgoian practice of spirituality, the shame and guilt of Virgo, the perfectionism, the earthboundness of Virgo. So as we're also now shifting into the age of Aquarius, this is this is the next 2,500 years. This is, yes, it's the next 18 months, but this is the next 2,500 years. I mean, this is the stuff that our kids and their kids and their kids and their kids are going to to be embodying can we teach them now the strength of the heart and connecting it to the community can we teach that now so that we're truly paving the way of a new civilization of a new consciousness for for our children's children you know this is this is that we've been doing the work and you know i really think of it too as like the Pluto Libra generation is we are truly holding the space of the old paradigm to the new, you know, and the, and as the Pluto Scorpios come of age and the Pluto Sages and Pluto Capricorns and eventually the Pluto Aquarius kids, it's like, they will be the higher consciousness, you know, like we're holding the space from the old paradigm to the new, the Libras, the Scorpios are going to midwife us into the new paradigm and then the the higher mind the sag kids are going to teach us the way of the of the the future and it's it's to me it's just such a remarkable remarkable time to be alive on planet earth because i remember life before 2012 you know what i mean and i see it now and it's 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 so starkly different the potential the potential of human the potential of consciousness the potential of love is 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 really really mind blowing. So, I'm I'm so thrilled to be alive right now. <laughs> honestly, I know. I know. I mean, it's so big, like you said. I mean, the energy of it is so big. And for those of us who are sensitive and are aware and are more, you know, consider ourselves to be, you know, pretty conscious, you know, um, you can't help but feel it. Right. You know, it's just it, it's a force that's so much bigger mm-hmm. than any any one of us. Mm-hmm. Right. And you mentioned, you mentioned something like when we can dip into the heart, we can be channels. And I really think we, that's what is, is it's true. You know, we are channeling our ancestors that live in our blood. We're channeling, you know, entities, I believe that are encompassing us and surrounding us at any given moment. We are channeling, um, frequencies and vibrations that we're that we might be unconscious of and we can open up that channel through the heart you know Mm -hmm. and and then it really isn't about us we're just these conduits of of um of connection and love you know which is a game changer oh yeah i had the opportunity to see krishna das recently Mm. um and something i love that he said was uh you can never get to peace through anger. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's this way, especially right now, especially with all that's happening in the world and in America and in the political system, um, everywhere, not just here. I mean, truly everywhere. There are many people that are f- fighting and for good cause, right? And they're, um, you know, and, they're, and their anger is fueling a fight, and I, I, and I commend them and I honor them and I honor where that's coming from. And I don't believe that we get to the heart channel through this kind of forceful, um, 
action that comes out of anger. Mm-hmm. Right. And so separation. We, exactly. And separation. Yeah. Exactly. Like I'm um, different than you. <laughs> so while, while contraction is in the service of, of expansion and while regression is in the service of ascension, um, we, we need to, to practice being, you know, opening the hearts and living from that place in order to, and then taking action from that place, right? Because when we open the heart and you know this from experience, there's this effortless knowing of what needs to happen. You don't have to kind of brainstorm or weigh your options or, uh, analyze the situation. Like that's not actually what happens. It's like we drop in, we open and it's, it's all there. We know, we know who we are. We know what we need. And, and more often than not, we know the exact right step, the next step. Okay. What's, what's needed in in this moment, you know? Mm -hmm. Totally. And that's what you really help facilitate is, is allowing your clients to, to listen. Yes. Right. Cause they know, I know, and mm-hmm. you help facilitate that process. So, so it's a powerful time, my friends. It's a powerful time. And, and Rachel, I'm just so happy you've joined us, uh, for this oh, episode. Thank you so much. It was just so wonderful to be with you in this yeah. way, in this, in this space, in this <laughs> And it's all, you know, this, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I'm so honored. I'm so honored and pleased to, to have you to join, to join me also. Yes. In this space, in this platform. So, um, so, you know, before we sign off here, if you want to just mention one more time, your website, and if you have any last thoughts or words for our tribe and, and we will, we will sign off from there. Thank you. Yes. So again, the website is wayhomehealing.com. You can email me at wayhomehealing at gmail.com. I do want to mention for your your members, your tribe members, your folks, that I offer complimentary introductory sessions. So if any of you, you know, just have the inkling about working with me or the curiosity or the desire and want to explore our connection and the work, uh, please do reach out and we will get on the phone and, and see what, what there is to discover together. Um, I just want to, uh, honor each and every one of you in this incredible time. (laughs) Um, it's very exciting and it's very big and it's, it's just, it's, it's all good. And just, you know, to, to be patient and loving with yourself as always, you know, wherever you are in your journey, whatever's happening for you. And to know that, you know, as we know in our, with astrology, it's all perfect. You know, it's all perfect. It's all right. So thank you so much again, Eugenia. I I love you. And I love uh, you. Yeah, it was, it was wonderful. So thanks. Mm. Uh-huh. Much love to all of you. And we will speak with you soon again. Hey, thanks for listening to Bridging Realities. If you liked what you heard and want to be part of this conversation, consider joining our tribe. Through Patreon.com, we offer a variety of options for our listeners, including our Facebook group, which for only $10 a month gives you access to our private group where we chat daily about astrology, host a live Q&A, 
offer new moon rituals, and much more. Check us out at patreon.com backslash bridgingrealities to see all of our options and to choose one that resonates for you. If you loved this episode and previous episodes, share us around. Give us some stars on iTunes. Let people know about us. We want more and more people to be part of this conversation, and we love the love. For other ways to learn about Danny and myself, visit our homepage at bridgingrealities.com. Thank you again. We love you all so much. Mm-hmm.